Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. I'm so excited to be back here with you guys. I know it's been a little bit of time since I last recorded a podcast, about two months, and I apologize for that. I'm going to talk more about why that happened in a little bit, but I am so excited to be back here connecting with you guys again. And um, yeah, I am actually recording this in Ireland and it is so beautiful here. I am on this, um, in, in this Irish park on the grounds of the hotel I'm staying at. And I'm here on a vacation, sort of work vacation with some family members. My sister is attending a conference and she basically talked a bunch of our family members into joining her. And um, we are not attending the conference. We're just here for fun. And I'm here babysitting my, uh, my nephew as well. So that's been lovely to spend some quality time with him. Um, but yeah, it is magical here in Ireland. It, it, I really feel like I'm getting such an authentic taste of Ireland. Um, fall is the perfect time to come to Ireland if you've never been. And it is just full of magic and wonder and kind of a bit of a darkness, which I really like. Um, there's lots of crows everywhere. You might be able to hear them. They might be ravens. I haven't figured that out yet, but there's lots of birds here and um, it kind of lends an air to the whole like gothic feel of the place. So we are staying at this place called the K Club and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful old manor and they've turned it into a hotel and they have horseback riding here. And so it's been wonderful to go horseback riding. I went this morning and while I was there, we trotted and we walked. We did not canter. I was like, oh, I love cantering. Um, but it was, it was a wonderful time. We uh, rode over some fields and I got to meet some really nice locals who just go riding there um, several times a week. And then some guests like myself who are just there traveling from other places and wanted to go horseback riding. So um, it was a beautiful experience. Um, the weather was perfect, just a little bit chilly, um, but not enough to be uncomfortable. And you can, um, you can just feel that beautiful, fresh Irish breeze. And you can see for miles to the mountains and um, they had their little dogs out there playing. Um, <laughs> and uh, playing in the fields and it was just such an authentic experience i loved it my horse was very gentle and while i was there i met this um, gentleman who actually wanted me to do a painting of his horse i mentioned that i was a painter and um, he said well do you paint horses can you paint my horse for me i said absolutely i love painting horses so um he actually pulled out his wallet and gave me a deposit right there on the spot and um, we took some pictures right there. So it took about like five, 10 minutes and it was just so random. Um, it, was a, it was a happy accident, right? Which um, <clears throat> is kind of funny because I was doing this thing where I was manifesting a certain amount of money and I, uh, I imagined that happening yesterday, um, but it happened today, just totally out of the blue. Uh, like I couldn't have planned that. And um, yeah, it's kind of another part of the Irish magic, perhaps. So I'm going to do the painting and send it to him uh, when I get back to the United States. 
I'm gonna do an oil portrait of his beautiful white steed that he was riding. <laughs> so it's been a really fun trip so far. We were in Cork for three nights before this, which is in the southern part of Ireland. And it's kind of a bit more wild there, a bit more in the countryside. And we were at this place called Old Head, um, which is like a peninsula, which has very strong winds, but amazing views. So we went down there and we're exploring the coastline. Amazing, amazing views. And the water is like a turquoise blue there, which was very unexpected. But, um, but the cliffs were so picturesque and so incredible to see and you could see for miles and it was really really cool getting a lot of inspiration and kind of getting some of my mojo back so okay today's episode is going to be a bit about um, your upper limit and how to break through your upper limit and I want to do several podcasts about this actually because I think it's a really common problem and experience for many people so a little bit about why I took a break from the podcast. It actually wasn't intentional. Um, So I got back from my residency in France and I worked the entire time where I was at that residency. Like I have, I was so productive. Sometimes I did like three paintings a day. I was like constantly working. It was very inspiring and, um, and I loved it. It was incredible, but it was so much creative output. And when I got back, I immediately had to jump into um, preparing for my exhibition. So my exhibition was around 20 days from the date when I I got back. So when I got back, I had to frame everything. So I had to frame a bunch of pieces, to frame like 20 pieces. And um, I had to do all the marketing for my show, um, contact collectors individually, see if they wanted to pre-order anything. Um, write all of the emails, do the social media posts, and make sure everything was all set for the exhibition. Plan the food and drink, everything. So it was a lot to plan, um, especially the marketing part and the framing and just preparing everything. So um, it really took up all my spare time uh, before my exhibition, which is why I did not do anything (laughs) once I got back. Um, And You know, um, also during that time, I had an unexpected medical issue come up that was pretty all-consuming for about three weeks. And so um, everything is fine now. I am super healthy. Everything is great. But in order to address that, um, you know, I really had to lay low and take some time off. And I just wasn't feeling great. I was just feeling um, not myself. So... I didn't want to record a podcast when I wasn't feeling myself because, um, I don't know, I I prefer to to share with you when I'm feeling good and I want to inspire you and I'm feeling positive. And um, I just just needed a break uh, from the podcast because I wasn't feeling that way. Um, So yeah, some life stuff happened and, um, and that's why I took a break from the podcast. So yeah, that is my experience away from the podcast. Now, I also want to talk about what happened after my exhibition. So my exhibition went amazing. It went really well. I I sold many of my pieces, um, well over half, I would say. Um, And 
this was the most pieces I had ever sold at one go. So I think I sold like something like 15 or 16 paintings. Um, all that I did since 2016, I'm sorry, since the beginning of January, but most concentrated during my residency and spring. So I sold most of those um, during the days leading up to my exhibition and, um, and at my exhibition. And I, I made more money than I ever had at an exhibition for my art. So, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, I made over $10,000 in this exhibition. And, um, and that was, that was for me, that was a lot of money for one exhibition. I had certainly never done that in one exhibition before. I think the most I've ever done in one exhibition was like $3,000. So for me to make this huge leap, it was kind of like overwhelming. Like, you know, people just kept buying my pieces and it was, it was really incredible um, to see that people really valued my work and were so inspired by it. And, um, and then after my exhibition, after all the sales, I had to deliver the pieces or ship them. And um, so, yeah, that, that really was overwhelming to me. And then um, after the exhibition, it was just such a tremendous amount of energy that I, that I had expended, not only to create the work, but then to prepare it and to, um, to make the opening night a success that I kind of felt exhausted. Um, but I think something else was going on as well, and that's what I want to talk about. And that is our upper limit problem. Um, so the upper limit is a concept where you have a certain set of parameters that you allow yourself to exist in. And a lot of this stems from childhood and early adulthood experiences, um, clues from your environment that like this is where you belong or this is how much money you can make or this is what's safe for you and um, or this is what's expected. Um, and there's a lot of things that can go into that. Like for artists specifically, there's a lot of beliefs that go into this. So if you're an artist, maybe you have never sold a piece over $500 and somebody wants to pay you a thousand dollars for something, they suggest it. And you know, it may be that if you have an upper limit of, you know, $500, there's some way that you're going to sabotage the sale or you'll feel very uncomfortable accepting that amount of money. Um, Another way is, um, you know, you can look at it as output, like how many pieces do you typically create in a year or in like a month? Let's say that one month you are extremely productive. Then the next month you may be like, well, I made all my pieces last month, so I don't need to make any pieces this month. So again, you sabotage yourself from really stepping up and making this like your new normal. Um, so you, it's a way that we sabotage elevating our lives in many ways, like financially or artistically, or, you know, you can even apply this to like how much money you make in a year. Let's say that, um, you're used to making a certain amount per year and you hit that amount six months into your year. And for the rest of the year, you just think like, wow, I can just coast, you know, or maybe you continue to make money, but you spend more so that you only end up making the same amount as the last year. That's because of your upper limit problem where, um, you know, 
you're not allowing yourself to reach a new level because you feel that it's within your identity to stay within those limits that you've always been in. It's really an identity thing. And even though I am an artist coach and um, I feel like I have achieved a lot of success, um, I think that I hit an upper limit problem this summer because so many amazing things happened. So, you know, I, I made more than I ever had before at one time as an artist from one show which was overwhelming. And then I also had this incredibly honoring experience, this once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, I would like it to be more than once in a lifetime, but <laughs> this, this amazing opportunity in France to do this residency for several weeks, which was truly like heaven, like a dream come true. And, you know, holding both of those things, like there was maybe a part of me that was like, is this too good to be true? Like, am I actually living my dream life here? Like I'm supporting myself as an artist. I'm making good money. And, you know, I am, um, I'm experiencing this bliss of like creating in this incredible space and, um, and with all these people and, uh, you know, feeling really supported and experiencing so much beauty and inspiration. And I think that I hit an upper limit problem because after my exhibition, I just felt like totally wiped and also kind of like I didn't need to do anything else like for the rest of the year. And um, like I had expended everything and I was done and uh, you know, what else was there for me to do? (laughs) And a part of me is like, well, yes, it's good to reward yourself with like a break But this break lasted like, you know, a long time. Like, uh, you know, I had my show uh, September 9th and now it's like towards the end of October and I was still feeling it, Uh, still feeling that like, kind of like, "Eh, I don't really need to paint right now. Um, And also like monetarily, I was like, "Eh, I don't need to sell right now. But really, I think that I just hit the top limit of what I was allowing myself to experience. And I realized that when I was back here in Ireland and um, I'm here at this gorgeous hotel. And at first it made me very uncomfortable because um, the place that I live in my studio, you know, it's not super high end or anything. It's, it's very nice. Um, I keep everything very clean, but it's not super high end. And, um, And, you know, being here and experiencing so much luxury, it made me realize, I think there's something else going on with this kind of lack of desire to paint and create and um, push myself both artistically and financially. Um, And that is the parameters that I put on myself. So these parameters can be caused a lot by childhood experiences. So if you grew up in, you know, a certain kind of family uh, where maybe let's say your family um, did things a certain way and you want to elevate the way that you live, um, you might face some backlash from the people that you love if you start elevating your lifestyle and, you know, you become different than them. 
And this brings up a fear that you're going to lose connection to those people. This can also happen in the art world. Let's say you're part of a group of artists or you're part of a close-knit group of alumni or something like that where um, everyone, everyone is struggling. Everyone's a struggling artist. Maybe everybody has another job other than art. And you start to experience success as an artist. And, um, and there can be this upper limit issue within yourself caused by the fear that you will lose connection with these people if you raise your vibe and your experiences too much. Because if you are making a good living from your artist um, career, and then you go and you talk to, you know, your friends who maybe they haven't sold a painting in six months or something, you're going to feel this resentment from them sometimes. And that can cause um, you to feel like you're doing too much, or maybe you're lucky, or um, it's uncomfortable to feel somebody else's jealousy. It makes you feel uncomfortable, right? It makes you want to downplay yourself and also um, bring your standards down so that they are more comfortable. So these are all things that kind of contribute to an upper limit problem. And these are some of the reasons why we sabotage ourselves as we, you know, try to elevate our own standards financially and artistically as an artist. Um, so the next time, the next time you start to feel like stuck, um, I want you to really look around at your life and think, you know, am I, am I thinking this is not possible for me because of my friends and family? Um, because of my teachers even. I've had teachers who say that it's impossible to make a living as an artist and that you shouldn't even try. So think about who the people are that you are allowing their voices into your head. And um, this may be contributing to the upper limit problem. So you want people in your life, um, or especially in your career sphere, who see the best in you and who have big dreams even bigger than yours. And this will, you know, it's kind of like shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you will land among the stars, right? Um, So if you have a certain financial goal to make as an artist, and you really try to get that, and you, you, um, you know, you work at selling your work all year, maybe you don't reach that goal, but you're going to be a lot closer than if you never tried at all. Um, And the other thing is, This encompasses more than just finances, though. Um, It also just encompasses how you live. And um, not even like where you live or anything like that, but just what you allow yourself to experience. Um, I was talking to a family member here about this experience of going to dinner at this one place that we just went to last night. And it was such a luxurious atmosphere and... Um, you know, the servers were so nice and the food was so good. And, you know, like a meal there was like 10 euros, 10 euros. And, you know, I allowed myself to experience that and to really revel in that. But, you know, somebody who has an upper limit problem may say, this experience is too luxurious for me. 
and it has nothing to do with how much it costs. It's because it feels too good for them and they don't allow themselves to experience a level of care, luxury, service, um, pleasure in their life because they have a self-concept that says that they are not allowed to experience that. And um, again, most, most of this stems back to childhood and early adulthood, um, even college, a lot of formative experiences that say that you have to um, struggle to be accepted or, um, or to deserve anything. So yeah, um, again, this has nothing to do with money. It's and everything to do with mindset um, and allowing yourself to experience beauty, pleasure, success, happiness, allowing yourself to, um, to experience all this. So yeah, the upper limit problem. I, I'm definitely going to do more, uh, podcasts about this, but I just wanted to get this out because I wanted to bring it to your awareness. So what parts of your life, especially your art career, are you experiencing an upper limit problem? Maybe you've been doing the same thing in your art career for years and maybe it's time to switch it up. And by, by doing like a different subject matter, um, you may, you know, burst through the upper limit problem, or maybe it's time to raise your prices and you can reach a whole new level of collectors by raising your prices. Um, or maybe it's time for you to experience a little bit more luxury in your life, which doesn't have anything to do with finances. Um, it's luxury is many things and, um, some of it is time. Some of it is the experiences that you allow yourself, like taking a nice bath, keeping a clean house, um, you know, buying yourself fresh flowers, um, you know, getting dressed up, wearing some of your nicer clothing, um, to feel like you deserve to be at the top of your upper limit. You know, we want to always be pushing that envelope because we want to always get to that next level, right? So yeah, that is what I want to share with you guys today. I am about to go swimming, then I'm going to go make some paintings. Um, I've already completed one. Actually, it already sold. Um, So it's been a profitable trip unexpectedly. Um, Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go painting and uh, swimming and then meet up with some uh, some of my family later tonight Um, but just look at your life and think where is my upper limit and why am I not allowing myself to deserve better because it's only your mindset that's holding you back and that's what I discovered when I pushed my own upper limit this summer so kind of a light bulb moment for me All right, well, um, have a great day from Ireland, and I promise I will be back soon um, sharing with you more insights from my trip and um, from just overall my experiences as an artist. If you want to do one-on-one coaching with me, I am taking one-on-one coaching right now, Um, and you can just send me an email. I'm going to put the link or I'm sorry, I'm going to put my email in the show notes. Um, It is currently the rate is 175 for one hour of individualized coaching for you where we help to, where we focus on your art career 
uh, where you're at right now and how we can strategize to help you reach the next level, whatever that means for you. Whether it's planning a show, um, raising your prices, getting to the next level financially, or artistically, um, looking at your style and um, some of your goals there, um, I'm happy to help you. And that's a la carte, so it's just one at a time. Um, and you can definitely sign up for that. And of course, there is my big six-month course, which is self-paced. Um, and that is the Luminary Artist Academy, which is all about basically up-leveling every single part of your art career and life at the same time. And um, it's all pre-recorded videos and um, over 200 workbook pages, and it's very, very dense. So um, it's everything I know about being an artist I'm sharing in that. So there's, de there's two different ways to work with me. Any questions, just send me an email, and I'm happy to get back with you. So thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys soon.